Hey, welcome to another edition of the Cognitive Bias Podcast. I'm your host, David Dylan Thomas. Uh, today we're going to talk about rosy retrospection. Um, and uh, just like it sounds, it's, you know, seeing the world with rose-tinted uh, glasses. This is like seeing the past with rose-tinted glasses. So an example would be an experiment where they send a bunch of people on a bunch of different trips. And the pattern is something like right before the trip, there's like a lot of anticipation. People are like happily anticipating the trip. Uh, during the trip, they would interview them and there'd be like mild disappointment, right? Um, things are inconvenient or noisy or whatever. And then after the trip, uh, a little time has passed and they'll ask them again. And all of a sudden the trip was awesome, right? Even though if you asked them about it at the time, it was not awesome. So we have this tendency to um, over-remember how good something was. Um, even if you, when you actually asked us at the time, we were not having as good a time. Um, so another, uh, sort of version of this is like the fish that gets bigger, bigger each time you tell the story. Like I caught this fish and it was this big. And then a few months later it was this big. And a few months later you tell the same story and it's like even bigger. Um, it's that same thing, right? If the food was awesome, you know, a month after the, 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 next time you tell the story, the food was amazing. And the next time you tell the, tell the story, the food was life-changing, right? It just kind of keeps getting more and more rosy, um, as you, uh, retell it and, and re reminisce about it. Um, and part of this is, or at least one of the theories about why we do this is it's just easier, right? Rather than remember all the details of a trip or an experience that you've had, and some were good and some were bad and some were meh. Um, it's easier just to kind of lock it down and say, look, I liked it. I didn't like it and then leave it at that, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, a rosy retrospection is a sort of an easier story to remember um, rather than having the brain have to keep up with a lot of details. And uh, one of the examples uh, or analogies um, I saw was uh, that it's kind of like a compression algorithm, like the way compression algorithms work to like store lots and lots of data is they kind of leave out redundant data or data that isn't important. Um, it's what they call a lossy format, right? You're losing some of the information in order to preserve it. That's kind of what your brain's doing. It's saying, you know what? I'm not going to remember every single detail here. I'm just going to focus in on what we think are the important details. And that way it'll be easier, uh, to keep it around. Um, and there's also, you know, some theories that this is actually a good thing. You know, this, this falls into that classification of biases that aren't necessarily bad. Um, uh, rosy retrospection is sort of linked to, um, fighting uh, depression. Um, it's kind of like the optimism bias, like a little bit of it is probably a good thing. Um, and it's a bit of a coping mechanism. It helps you maintain a positive self view and like, you know, feel like life is worth living and it's worth taking action and doing things if you can kind of have better memories of, of experiences that you had. Um, now the downside of this is, um, as with some other like faulty memory, uh, biases we've talked about before is it it really hinders your ability to learn from your mistakes, right? If everything always was awesome, then well, obviously I should do everything exactly the same way um, next time. And then of course, all the little details that you didn't like pop up again the second time around because you forgot about them, right? You didn't learn from them. Um, uh, there's another related bias called the fading affect bias, A-F-F-E-C-T, fading affect bias, which is this idea that bad feelings about something fade a little bit faster than good feelings about it, right? So you can see how that would play into rosy retrospection where even if some things were annoying about the trip, 
those feelings kind of fade more quickly than the, you know, longer lasting feeling of, Hey, that was really cool. Like I just came back from San Diego with my family and we had a great time at like mission beach. It was beautiful and we had fun playing in the waves. Um, but I'm close enough to it now to remember, Oh yeah, I was really annoyed because we didn't really like pack for a lot of beach stuff. We were more like packing for like going to the zoo and stuff. So I didn't have like shorts or, you know, flip flops or any kind of really good sand (laughs) like gear and so my jeans got all messy and it was really annoying and the bathroom we had to change them was downright disgusting right um but when i think about that trip my first thought is oh this beautiful sunset we saw at mission beach right um so the really bad feeling of having to like you know change in that horrible bathroom um faded much more quickly than the memory of this beautiful sunset um so uh, it's also related to uh, another, I wouldn't even call it a bias, it's just sort of a phenomenon called declinism, which is this notion that whatever area you're living in, it's not as good as the old days, right? <laughs> um, and we talked about like the reminiscence bump uh, in a previous, in last season, um, and it's that the idea that like stuff from like the time you were 10 to about the time you're 30 is sort of like the most awesome time ever, and anything after that is just, well, you, you literally can't remember as well. Um, and so declinism, and you see a lot of this today, right? It's like, well, things aren't the way they used to be. Things were so awesome back in the 50s or back in whenever I was in my prime. Um, it, and again, you're remembering, you're having a rosy retrospection of that time period the same way that you're having a rosy retrospection of that vacation, right? Like, there were actually some things that were pretty awful then. <laughs> like, even if you were in a relatively privileged position, there were just stuff that was not cool or not as fun or not as good as they are today. Um or even just minor annoyances, right? Uh, that at the time, if you were to ask yourself, hey, is this the most awesome time to be alive? You probably would not have said yes, right? <laughs> um, so uh, so that takes the form of, of declinism. It's interesting. I actually kind of do feel like I'm living in the most awesome time, you know, possible. Part of that is being a minority and like taking any other time period in history, it's probably not awesome for me. Um, so that kind of skews. It's interesting how race can kind of skew some of those <laughs> um, memory biases. But uh, but for a lot of people, there's um, there's this notion that, you know, when I was in my prime, you know, the, the, things are just not as awesome as they used to be um, in whatever country uh, or day or age I'm living in. Um, uh, so... That's, you know, Rosie retrospection in a nutshell, but it reminded me of another sort of memory bias I heard about when I was at UX Copenhagen, um, which is downright scary. Um, and, you know, we always like to leave on a scary note here. So uh, there was a guy from Google who does a lot of work with AI and image manipulation. And, you know, uh, basically, you know, his point was, and you, you can hear about this on um, shows like Radiolab, they did a great episode on this. Um, you can manipulate video now and audio to the point where you can make anyone look like they did or said anything. So, you know, have fun with that. But that's not the worst part. The worst part is he was talking about a, um, uh, an experiment where you uh, show someone a bunch of uh, childhood photos of theirs, and you ask them to reminisce and talk about the things in those photos, like, oh, this is really nice, tell me what was going on in this photo. And what you do is, you slip in a photo that you claim is, you know, or that looks like, right, them, like you've manipulated it, so it looks like them as a child in a balloon, like with their parent, like a hot air balloon. And you just slip that in there, whether or not they've ever actually been in a hot air balloon. And what'll happen is, 
they'll go through and look at the real photos and say, oh yeah, I remember that, that this is what happened, it was awesome. They'll get to the balloon photo. And instead of saying, hey, that's weird, I was never in a hot air balloon, they say, oh yeah, and then this one time my dad took me in a hot air balloon, it was so cool, that's such a great memory. Oh my God, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you can make people think things happen that didn't actually happen, right? Imagine you're in your Facebook feed and looking back and all of a sudden there's a photo in there of you that you were never in. Instead of saying, oh my God, Facebook's manipulating my photos, you're just as likely to say, oh yeah, that was cool. I remember that. We are so fickle and manipulatable. It's very, very scary because our memories are so faulty. And like, if you've listened to this podcast for a long enough, you know, like memory is a joke. We are really, really terrible at remembering things, but I didn't realize it was that bad. So, um, have fun sleeping at night. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was just, I, I was just talking about Rosie retrospection and kind of, kind of reminded me of that particular scary experiment. Um, so our memories are awful. Try to keep in mind what happened while it happened and like write it down. I do keep a journal, so it makes it a little bit easier. Um, so there's, you know, bonus points for journaling, but, uh, that's all for this week. Um, I hope you have a rosy retrospection of this episode. Um, and until next time, uh, this is the Cognitive Bias, po- uh, Cognitive Bias Podcast, uh, and I am David Dolan Thomas, and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.